Welcome to Killer Pillow Talk with Charlie Shulman and Sarah Hewitt. Hi. Hello. Hi. Um, this is my first time uh, creating my own podcast, so hopefully it doesn't suck too hard. Mm. Um, I'm an experienced caster, um, but I hate this material. Yeah, so um, for those of you who don't know, uh, my name is Sarah Hewitt, and this is my boyfriend, Charlie Shulman. Hi. Uh, I am a true crime aficionado. I would. Cl- I am not. And he is not. Uh, I'm a big fan of, uh, you know, my favorite murder, MFM, Murderino here. Um, shout out to Georgia and Karen. Love you. Um, if you ever listen to this, that would be amazing. Uh, anyway. I'm going to tweet it right to him. Uh, so, yeah, so Charlie doesn't like true crime, but I'm, like, no. obsessed with it. And yeah, no, I don't like, because it's real, right? It is real. So, I, why would I need to know? I, I don't, I already suffer from anxiety, and I'm afraid to leave the house. Why, why would I need, why would I need another reason to be afraid to leave the house? I don't know, but right. I just think it's, it's interesting. You don't think it's interesting, like, what drives people to do these things? I mean, sure. Psychology was very fun in high school, but... You took psychology in high school? I did. I took college AP psychology in high school. Ooh, I forgot you were smart. I did, and it was my favorite class, but also, I don't need to know about murderers. Yeah, well, I mean, we did actually, we when, uh, we do improv together, and... Uh, we are a duo named Shewitt. Yes. Shoo it! Um, and um, we figured what better thing to do than to put all of our projects in the same boat and be an improv team and a podcast couple. I just like to see Charlie, I was about to call you Squarly. Squarly? No, and I, I'm going to behave pretty squarly after listening to these uh, stories. Well, this is kind of funny to watch him freak out or listen yeah. to him freak out in this case, but um, you my know. anxiety has been a fun thing to for other people always, other people to play with. Yes. People love riling me up. Well, you just your voice gets all high pitched and kind of like, no, it doesn't. You're like, what? What? Uh, anyway, okay. So uh, without further ado, without further a rambling, a rambling. We like to ramble. Um, Let's get into episode one. Episode one of Killer Pillow Talk. We don't which, have a theme song yet. And but. we're looking for one. Um, but episode one, which I guess, what's the title of this episode? Don't you usually figure that out when you do the episode? Right. So you're listening to this and you've read the title and it's something punny and crazy. Catchy and, and fun. good. I was going to call um, it the couple that slays together. And then the next one... Plays together. We could put an ellipsis, and the next one could be play... Stays in Vegas. That doesn't make any sense. Okay, all right. Anyway, um, so what the deal is, I have chosen... Can I talk? Mm Mm-hmm. Thank you. So what the deal is with this podcast is I've chosen a uh, particular murder or a set of murders in this case... um, uh, by uh, two killers, actually. It's a couple that kills together. Oh. Um, so that's fun, you know. If you're looking what? for fun date night ideas, have you tried killing people? If no. this is what you want to do tomorrow I'm not, night, I'm not, you, we could... I'm not suggesting that we do this. It's like movies and stuff. I know, but we've watched all the Netflix movies already. I just set up the Switch because... I know, but I've played too much Animal Crossing already. All right. Anyway, uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, okay. We're not going to start murdering people. Besides, yeah. everyone is, is inside their own house, so it's way harder now. Yeah. Um, anyway, um, I forgot what I was going to say. I think you were going to introduce this uh, yes. couple who kills together. Okay, so... Uh, stills is stills together. No, uh, yeah, well, um, I was trying to say, yes, the podcast, the concept of the podcast is that... Um, Charlie having no idea what I'm talking about mm-hmm. and no prior information of anything that I'm going to say. No prior. Or no, uh, you know, information on, you know, whatever murder it is that I've decided because he doesn't like true crime and doesn't follow it. I don't want to know. So um, he's going into this blind and I'm going into it with, like, uh, a specific story in mind. Mm. Um, and this is the story of the 
Barbie and Ken killers, Carla Homoka and oh. Paul Bernardo. You know, you know I hate dolls. Uh, well, dolls are creepy. You know I hate dolls. Especially Barbie dolls. You know I hate dolls. I mean... What's her daughter's have... name? Hmm? Her daughter. Barbie's daughter. Barbie's a daughter? What's the daughter's name? When did Barbie get a daughter? You, well, you told me the name, though. Your sister? Her sister. Skipper? Skipper. That's what I'm thinking. Oh, yeah. Skipper doesn't bode well in this story. Hmm. The skipper of this story doesn't come to oh, a happy end. It's like Gilligan's Island all over. I know. Uh, the skipper always gets the oh. boot. I don't know. <laughs> that's not what I meant. Skipper but... gets the boot. I don't know. I was thinking... You know what? That's the title. Skipper gets the boot. Skipper gets the boot. Oh, I didn't know what. If there was like a... Okay. A good old sailing pun to do there, and I kind of, yeah. And okay. S sailing. All right, so this all takes place pun. in the spring of the year of our Lord, 1987. Ah, the year of our Lord. That's, Somebody was 33 then. I wasn't. I was two. I was... Uh, oh, actually, not quite two. I was probably one yeah, and a half. I was a gleam in my mother's eye. I know, because you're young and weird. Um, Charlie wasn't born until 92. Um, 92. The year of our Lord. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I've been watching too much Outlander. Uh, anyway. Uh, <laughs> okay, so spring of 87, uh, there's a serial rapist in mm-hmm. the Scarborough area of Toronto. Uh, the Scarborough area. Are you done? Is Paul Simon done? I don't think so. I think he's still alive. Okay. Well, good. Gotta love Paul Simon. Anyway. Uh, yeah, so Scarborough area of Toronto uh, is attacking young girls. Oh, we find ourselves in Canada, eh? A, yes. Oh. The young girls are being attacked, eh? Oh, yeah, the young girls are being attacked up here, eh? I don't know what it is about Canadian... Do they... Do the cops wear Mountie uniforms? Uh, uh it's... Got to be the politest killing ever. I don't know. I don't. They don't. The killings don't seem very polite, especially okay. for so. Not all Canadians are polite. Uh, mm-hmm. Spoiler alert. Um, left a couple loonies and toonies by the. I don't know. Like uh, by the body. So in. Oh, uh, you you you. Keep anyway, talking. in four weeks, uh, two girls have been attacked. Oh, I hate this. You know that. I'm not going to get into the grisly details of that because you could do no it. One wa- no one wants to listen to that. I'll squirm. Uh, I'm a feminist, um, so no one wants to listen to that. No, I'm a squirm. Particulars, but I guess uh, I'll wriggle. The uh, I guess kind of I'll get a little into it a little bit, but not like too gory. But um, I guess uh. What happens is the the attacker comes up from behind the women, so they don't ha- get a chance to see his face. Um, and he, uh, throughout the process, he had, like is calling them like different derogatory names, like slut or like bitch or you know like all this type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, he sounds lovely. I know he sounds like a real charmer, right? It's a real guy you would want to bring home to mom and dad, right? Um, mm. So they, the police, having no idea who this person is, um, set up a hotline. And uh, the one victim, or I guess some of the victims, described him as being young and good-looking with light-colored hair, which is all they can really say. They don't really have a... Young, good-looking, white-colored hair? Light-colored hair. Light-colored hair? Yeah, that's the only mm. like description they can really give, because otherwise they can't really see his face. For a minute there, it sounded like me. I heard young and good-looking, and I... <laughs> My ears perked up. <laughs> and ironically, this description uh, fits uh, Paul Bernardo, who is a 23-year-old junior accountant who lives in Scarborough. I have dark hair, though. And it turns out he's a psychopathic, narcissistic, sexual sadist. Paul Bernardo? What more could you want? He sounds like an architect. Paul Bernardo? No, he was an accountant. Oh. Junior accountant, to be exact. I got the A right. Okay, well. Uh, so, Paul was born in 1964. You can't spell Paul Bernardo without A. Are you still on that? Trying to get on with the... Mm-hmm. Okay, so Paul, born in 1964. Uh, he's had a difficult childhood. Um, 1964, the year of our Lord. Yes. Mm-hmm. You got it. 
Um, so he has a difficult childhood because his mother is very verbally abusive to him. She's not really the, you know, warm, fuzzy, I'm going to make you peanut butter and jelly with the crust cut off type. Um, she left the crust on. She left all the crust on. In I like it with the mind. crust on. But... Yeah, well, you know. That um, makes me a serial killer. But... I don't. I didn't say that. I didn't. Say, if you like mm-hmm. crust on your bread, that's totally fine. Mm-hmm. To each their own. Um, eat their own. But we'll get to it. Okay. Um, yeah. So then, at the age of uh, sixteen, Paul finds out from I guess from his mother. I don't know how he finds this out. I guess his mother tells him. But uh, three years after his bar mitzvah. No. Oh. Uh, his mother, that his father is actually not his his actual father. Um, mm. had, his mother had a uh, an affair with another man, oh, no. and uh, got pregnant with his baby, and then a stayed bas- a bastard. Yeah, and stayed in her current marriage, which I guess wasn't very good. And the Paul's I guess stepfather raised him as his own. Uh, and around this time, uh, he starts peering into windows of, like, uh, women's houses to watch them get undressed. So kind of a a peeping Tom. A peeping Paul. Yeah, we could call it that. Um, A see-all Paul. So, and he's a good-looking guy, so he doesn't have a problem, like, getting girlfriends. But uh, a lot of the girlfriends that he has, like, especially, like, in college and high school, he verbally abuses them, and he physically abuses them as well. Mm-hmm. He likes virgins and power. Maybe. Not the TV show. Virgin? Power. power. Not, not the TV but, show. That not was the TV button that okay. turns it on. Well, yeah. He has a thing for virgins and, like, just being in control of situations. Virgins, not the um, cell phone. Not the cell phone company, no. Company carrier. Anyway. So, um... All right. Well, fast forward and... The airplane liner. No, not that either. Okay. Okay, so... On October 17th, 1987, uh, Paul meets 17-year-old Carla Homoka. She was born in the 70s. Great. I'm just backtracking from 87, 17 years. Okay, fan. Fun. Yeah, uh, 1970? yeah. Yeah, okay. I didn't, yeah. Anyway, her name was... Uh, Carla Homoka. And uh, she's a young, beautiful uh, senior in high school. She works for a... A veterinary office. He's too old for her. Um, yeah, well, definitely, probably. Okay. It's kind of oh. weird that, like, a 17-year-old would start dating a 23-year-old guy. But I did have a 21-year-old boyfriend when I was 17. It only lasted for two weeks, though. I mean, weirdly, this is our age difference. Shut up. Don't remind me of that. Okay. I'll say no more. Stop making comparisons. It's not... Okay. Not the same. Um, a minute ago, we were planning Saturday night. Now you're telling me to... Well, do you want to be comparing me and you to a couple that does a horrible thing or did horrible things? That's fine. The 80s. I'm not upset. Um, Anyway, so uh, Carla is there uh, for an animal convention at this hotel, and uh, Paul is... I forget Paul's what he's there doing there. Torturing he's animals he's probably like... He's at the bar maybe having drinks with his friend or something, I think, and like he sees her, and... Hubba, um, hubba. His tongue rolls out of his mouth. Yeah, it's, an, it's, it's Yeah, it's a hello nurse situation. Hello yeah, nurse. They're what's immediately... A hello, what's a hello nurse situation? You know, like Animaniacs. Hello nurse. Oh. You know that. So, anyway. the countries of the world. What? From Animaniacs. The countries of the world. Okay. Don't they go through all the countries? There's a song. Botswana. Yeah, that yeah, one. Yeah. I don't know all of them. I just know that one part. You just, yeah, Botswana. Botswana. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Anyway. Um, so. All right. So we're in the hotel. One thing leads to another. There you uh-huh. get to talk. Hey. We're where, I'm, we're where I like to be. The hotel lobby. Okay. They're in the hotel lobby. All right. Par- Paul and... I was going to remix Ignition, but that's going to take way too long. No. Paul and Carla get to talking. They hit it off. Go back to, uh, I don't know whose room it is, but they go to somebody's room, Who's either room Paul's. 
They go back. They get a room in the hotel. I don't know if it's her oh, room right or there. if it's yeah, his room no or if they end room. up going to a hotel room and having sex. And hotel. Um. So Carla is has from. Uh, yes. Normally, no. Uh, I I'm assuming she has had it before. I mean, I it doesn't. Pretty, they don't specify, but I think like she's had boyfriends before. Pretty vanilla stuff, or like is he coming up behind her and screaming, "You bitch." I, I don't know. They don't get into that. Right. I got most of this information from a, a Wicked Attraction episode, so... This gets a lot worse, doesn't it? Yeah. Oh. This is, like, not... Okay, well, they have the consensual, thing. you know, oh. I guess, well, that's good, run-of-the-mill... Or, I mean, I guess as run-of-the-mill as you can really get when you're a s- narcissistic sexual sadist. Uh-huh. Um, but, obviously, she keeps seeing him, so... There must have not been anything too like out of the ordinary. Like what the hell? Um, she must put on this bunny suit. On. Um, put on this bunny suit. I don't know. Hop around on one leg and recite the pledge of allegiance. Oh no. I'm writing that down. Okay. Well, anyway. So, Carla is from a small town, uh, about ninety minutes away from Toronto, called uh, Saint Catherine. And uh, so Paul and Carla begin. Ah, the great town of Saint Catherine. Now, are you gonna keep interrupting me every time I say something? No. Thank you. All right. What do you want to say? No, I Kath. I did my. I did my Catherine the Great joke. Wonderful. All right. Well, Saint Catherine the Great. Um, nice. In uh, Canada, Paul and Carla then begin dating. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, he visits her parents at uh, oh, wow. at their house. Oh, wow. The kind of guy you bring home. Yeah, you? she brought him home to mom and dad. And I mom don't dad. know why, other than the fact that he's good looking and very, like, on paper, he's very good looking. He's a good looking guy. He's blonde. Kind of, that's where the whole Barbie and Ken thing, they kind of look oh, like Barbie and like Ken. Ken. They're both very attractive, blonde, you know, look like they would be on the cover of a magazine together. Like, they're just very attractive mm. couple. And, um,. No. The parents don't have no any problem with the fact that the, their daughter is dating a 23-year-old man, and why would he be dating a 17-year-old? That is a big red flag for so me. So how did you guys meet? The hotel? Um, yeah. So once they start dating, he starts to visit her at her parents' house a lot. And, mm. you know, um, I guess she probably comes back to stay with him in, in Toronto, and then he goes back to, like, stay with her. Well, it's hard when you have a long-distance relationship. Yeah, I mean, it's... Sort of long distance. So, um, anyway. Uh, Hard to make those work. Everything is great. And uh, no, in November 1988, seven women have been raped at this point. So he's doing all this mm. raping while he's dating Carla, too. Because she's not enough for him. Oh, literally behind her back and physically behind yeah. the other women's back. Uh, so, and it keeps going on. And then after the 11th victim that he's raped... Um, comes to the cops, she's actually able to uh, provide a composite because she got an actual, like, description of him and, a, like, a good look at him because he was getting cocky and he was like, oh, I can start doing this from the front now. <laughs> Too big for his britches. Yeah, I don't know if he was wearing any... Like, it doesn't seem like he was even wearing a disguise or anything. This guy's terrible. I know. I, I don't know. like him. I, he's not a good dude. I already don't. And so, like... So, yeah, this 11th victim... Uh, provides the cops with, like, a, a composite drawing, and they circulate that throughout, like, the media and everything. And I think it's, like, one of Paul's, like, friends or co-workers or something is, like, this kind of looks like this guy I know, like, Paul Bernardo. He looks, like, a surprisingly like similar to that picture. And they're, like... a good, quiet, dating a 20... Da- dating an 18-year-old. Um, I, I don't know if they provided that information, but I think, like, they... So the cops call him in for questioning, the cops ask him questions, like, where were you on these specific nights, like, of the rapes yeah, and everything. Behind that woman, behind that woman. Uh, <laughs> and obviously, he's, like, very cooperative with them, very calm, not at all, like, you know, freaking out at this point. Willingly gives the cops his DNA, and, um... Ballsy. Yeah. But, I mean, at this point, the cops... The cops. cops. I was, the cops. Sorry. I almost said cocks, but I the was cocks. like... That's not what we're talking about. I mean, well, it is, yeah. but it isn't. Uh, ooh. So, anyway, I should learn how the English language works. 
It's fine. We can cut that out. Mm. <laughs> anyway, what was I saying? Um, so, at this point, the cops have are, like, interviewing, like, 300 different suspects, though. Whew. So, they have, like, a lot <laughs> of leads. The whole t- they have narrowed down a they lot. They the whole town in there. And so, and they then, the whole at this, around this point, um, Paul kind of wises up and is like, maybe I should stop, like, raping women in Toronto because maybe, the cops well, are kind of getting... He should stop going to the, giving the cops... Are kind of, out. um, you know, just... That's his first... Closing in on me. So, he moves to St. Catherine with, um, Carla and her parents. His beautiful girlfriend. Yeah. And oh, soon, and the parents? He lives in, yeah, they live in her parents' house together. One way to say, well, I respect anybody who saves them. Right? That's, it's, I feel that is weird. It's tough out there. And you're like, here, let, mom, dad, this is my deadbeat boyfriend, Paul, and he's going to live with us. As long as you're not hurt what, we, what he was hurt and someone, but as long as, uh. As long as you're happy, sweetie. As long as you're happy. Well, that technically, that's like my mom did that for my one friend in, when I, I was know, in college. I, she just like took them in. I didn't want to say, but... Uh, and then I had a boyfriend that was living with my mom. You had a living boyfriend. But we were... He was living with my mom before we started dating. And then we started dating after he moved in with my mom. It's very weird. Um, not suggesting that this is a good idea. Don't do it. It's too much. Don't shit where you eat or whatever. You know, that whole thing. Yeah. Anyway. So, um, af- soon after, uh, right. Paul moves in with Carla, uh-huh. um... A young girl, like a 14-year-old girl in St. Catherine, is raped. Mm. So now the rapes are happening there. Yeah. Because Paul's there. Because Paul's there now. And um, everything is great. Paul loves Carla. Her her parents love Paul. And, um, but Paul starts taking a liking to Carla's youngest sister, Tammy. Because... Mm. Um, to him, Tammy is, like, uh, the perfect girl. She has, like, she looks like Carla, but she's also, like, so innocent and, like, a virgin. And Carla's not a virgin, and she couldn't give that to Paul. Mm. And that's a big thing that he kind of idolizes in, in a mate. Mm. Um, now and, my chest. And so he talks, he eventually convinces Carla that she should help him rape her sister. Mm. So she decides, um, um, like this as a Christmas present, Ugh. she's going to give her boyfriend her sister's virginity. No. Oh, I was like, I don't think she asked her for that, but I was just like, that's a weird present to want to go in on. I was like, Tammy. Want to go have these on this thing? Want to go have these on your virginity? That's weird. Uh, so it's, um, this, at this point it's like, it's 1990. Mm. And so... Some time has passed. Some time has passed, yeah. We're he's, in been living, he's, he's been living there for a while. And we're in 1990. Um, the year of our <laughs> So, what Carla does is she um, goes to her job and she steals all these animal tranquilizers. Um, animal tranquilizers in my soup. Yeah. And then they buy sleeping pills. They get... Um, they give... It's December 20th, like five days before Christmas. Carla, oh, Christmas is gone. Her pa- Carla, Tammy, and Paul are all hanging out downstairs. Her parents are upstairs sleeping. And uh, they what start... What time is it? Um, probably, I don't know what the exact time. They don't give you the time, but like it's probably... Like, imagine that her parents go to bed at 8 o'clock. Uh, like, I don't know. It's probably, like, after 10. Ah. Or it's probably pretty late. And then the so they start giving in. Tammy drinks. And mm. she doesn't know that they're laced with sleeping pills. Yeah. Um... So, she passes out, obviously. She falls asleep. Yeah. She's like me. She falls asleep after one beer. Well, I mean, she's, I think, 14 or so, or 15. She's way underage. This is terrible. Yeah. I she's 14 this. or 15 years old, I think. I'm um, only making jokes because I don't like it. So, when she passes out, uh, they take turns Oof. raping her while the other one videotapes what's going on. And so this goes on for a while, and... You see how quiet I am now. Yeah, it's not fun. It's it. not a fun experience. I hate it. It's not, like, something you should be like, Merry Christmas! How much longer is this, uh... It's the, oh, we you got, got a lot we, to go. We ghost. got a lot to go. We got a lot to go. Oh, we're still, almost, good. like, halfway, maybe. Um, not even close. Right. Oh, we're almost there. Okay. Um, oh, don't forget, we're anyway, in Canada, so, so they're like, sorry, sorry, sorry. 
I don't think they were saying so. Oh, um, I don't know. I didn't. Uh, no one's. I don't think anyone's seen the video. Well, unless well, you're in law law enforcement, they don't have. I don't want to see the video. But um, don't watch the video. Don't watch it. It's not fun family viewing. No. Uh, that's definitely not what I do on Christmas. Mm. Uh, mm. Oh, okay. Anyway, so as this is all going on, Tammy. Um, starts choking and she starts vomiting and uh. she coughs up her vomit and she starts choking on it and uh. so Carla and Paul panic and call 911 because they're like shit what do we do um, and Tammy is rushed to the hospital and she dies she dies? yeah she dies at the hospital or on the mm. way to the hospital I oh, think no. and so Paul and Carla just kind of like spin the story that like oh they were all drinking and Tammy started throwing up and, you know, started choking on... Like, it's alcohol poisoning, basically, is what they're saying. They don't say anything, obviously, about them trying to, like, rape her and also, like, drug her with, um, you know, sleeping pills and animal tranquilizers. I think also there's... I forget the chemical that it is, but um, it's not... Carla also, like, got some, like, some sort of chemical that she was, like, putting over... Her, That's sister, too much stuff. her sister's mouth to like stop her from like waking up in the middle of the raping. Ugh. So she has like burn mouth on burn marks on her mouth, and um, I think um, from another like show that I saw, they were like, I think Carla and Paul like were like, oh, she's she's like that because we were trying to like give her mouth to mouth, or like she got rug burn on her face or something weird. Which I'm like, that doesn't make sense, but okay. Must have been. They, I don't yeah. want to speculate about what kind of carpet they had. But yeah. It was after the 70s, so. Wasn't Shag. Yeah. Anyway. That poor Toys Awards, I guess. Shag. Anyway, this is terrible. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Can my fingers be shaking this much? So, yeah, the doctors determined her cause of death was choking on her own vomit. Mm. Due to having too much alcohol and drugs. Or alcohol. I don't know if they tested her for um, drugs. but And Paul is blaming Carla for all of this. So. Um, because she was the one mostly like administering the drinks and everything. And he thought that she knew like what she could give her sister. And stuff that wouldn't like you know make her you know die Mm. (laughs) she thought she knew what she was doing um because she has like some medical experience with animals i guess but not really um she's a vet so then yeah well she's not a vet but she works for a veterinary office so at that point carla wants to do whatever she can to make it up to him so she starts watching the video of tammy and dressing up in her clothes for paul and Mm. And then uh, the homunculus ask Paul to move out because they want to grieve the loss of their youngest daughter. They're devastated. Um, Mm -hmm. And Carla goes with him. So they both move out to Port Dalhousie, which is uh, four and a half miles from St. Catherine. It's very close. And uh, around... Port Dalhousie? Port Dalhousie, yeah. And about recently after... I I don't know how long after. Dalhousie? Yeah. After they move out into their own place, um, Paul proposes to Carla, and she accepts, and they start planning their wedding in the winter of 1991, so the year after her sister passes away. Winter Um, of 91. Yeah, and some people say... parents were about to start trying. Trying what? Well, they've been trying, I guess. They're about to successfully conceive. Conceive what? Me! Your parents? Right. No. Oh. 91. About I thought you were talking about the, these people's parents. No, Carla's just after parents. the winter. It was like... My parents. That didn't make any sense. I was born in 92. So we're okay, in well, yeah, that didn't make sense. Cause I'm we sorry. Kind of, I was talking about Carla Hamulka's parents, and you started to be like, that's when they started to try to have me. And I was like, mm-hmm. you were... Carla Hamulka tried to have No, that's not what I mean. Uh... All right, keep going. I This is... Anyway... It's already too much. It's I a lot. It. I hated it. It's a lot. 
I didn't, I, I, I noticed I didn't like that it, it wasn't a lot. It's a lot. I didn't like it when it started. Okay. So they're planning their wedding. It's going to be a fairy tale wedding. I think one of the shows I was watching was like, Carla loved Disney and Prince. she wants to be a princess. And like, she had a big fluffy white frilly wedding dress with like the big poofy sleeves and way too much lace and like the, you know, 80s hair. Lace. Yeah, it's it's a monstrosity. It's like it's like. Then how big is this dress? It's very large, and it looks like like. Let's the, play. How big <laughs> is this dress? And it looks like I I seeing pictures of it. It looks like she's being eaten alive by taffeta. By taffeta. And lace. Taffeta doll. Lace and taffeta. That's what she's being eaten alive by. But you know. That's what you want when you're a ninety early nineties bride, I guess. Anyway, so... We're going to have to call this podcast Lace and Taffeta. <laughs> and now, I guess Paul is kind of getting bored with just Carla, so he um, tells her that he wants to bring a girl home mm. so he can rape her and mm. have her as, like, his sex slave, basically. Um, so, Carla um, helps him find his next victim. Mm. And on June 15th, 1991, a 15-year-old Leslie Mahaffey mm. is taken from her own backyard after coming home late from her friend's funeral. Friend's funeral? Yeah, so... What the fuck? I guess apparently Leslie Mahaffey, um, her parents, or it's her mom and her stepfather that live there, and uh, they have a, a rule that if she comes back after curfew... She has to stay out in the backyard. She, well, My not necessarily, but, like, she does... The The door is locked, and they won't let her in. Or, I mean, they'll let yeah. her in, but she didn't, like, for some reason this time... She has to cross through the door. She forgot her key, and she didn't, like, knock on the door like she usually does. I think she was, like, probably outside... Sounds like she's in an already bad Smoking situation. a cigarette, and I think, um, when Paul came up to her and... This sounds like an already bad situation for her. Yeah. When Paul came up to her, lured her into his car and kidnapped her. Parents should not lock you outside of the house. Yeah, I know. That's a bad idea. It's the opposite of a last few Um, so he brings her so back to his house. Purposefully where... lock you out. Yeah, it's kind of a... I didn't really have a curfew growing up, so I didn't have that problem. I didn't go anywhere. I didn't have any friends. So well, yeah, that's nothing thing. to curfew. I just uh, that's, went to that's bed. That's one way to keep your kids. We had steak sandwiches at home with you Friday all the night. time. We had pizza or steak sandwiches. Just pizza and steak sandwiches. That's... And I and I went to bed. I had bowling the next day. So the whole thing. Ah well, that's why you had no friends. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, so they bring her home for their, um, you know, pleasure. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And. Is somebody sitting on my chair? No. No? They bring her back to their house, and he and Carla torture her and rape her, you know, the usual date night for them. Um, Is she alive? No. You're getting to. I'm getting to that. Um, so she's been gone about two weeks. I immediately sensed the pattern. I'm like, is she And uh, on the day that she's found, uh, she's found on June 15th, 1991, which actually happens to be Paul and Carla's wedding day. And they find... Um, she's under the taffeta. No, she's not under the taffeta. She's also in the dress. Um, wait, no, not June 15th, sorry. June 15th is when she got kidnapped. Uh, sorry, so two weeks after that is when... So she gets kidnapped. She gets kidnapped on and June 15th. And they're like, and then, well, we got her. But the wedding's in two weeks. And, and then two weeks later, uh-huh. they're, you know, getting ready for their wedding or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, in Lake Gibson, which is nearby where uh, Port Dalhousie is, a uh, fisherman is fishing one day. And he steps I, I, on... I don't understand. Port Dalhousie. He steps on a cement block and it fell apart. And inside of it was human body parts. How big was it? Now, I have, you know, I, my question is how big. So, how big was the cement block? I don't know. I mean, I it mean depends it fell on. Apart. It Like, what they did is they took, they cut up her body and put cement around it and then threw it uh, in the lake. Threw it in the lake? Yeah. That shit always flows. So, down. they find her torso and another, in, under under a bridge, there's like a cement block with her torso in it. And then they, uh, police do an extensive search. Of the area, and they don't, but they don't really find any clues. Mm. 
Um, and while all this is going on, Paul and Carla are getting married in near Niagara Falls. At the Marriott. It was a lovely affair. Yeah, they went over the ba- oh, the waterfall in a barrel. It was great. Um, and then they go to Hawaii for their honeymoon. <laughs> so they're off at the Maids in the Mist, and this girl's being discovered? Yeah. So... Okay. Then the police... Um, Keep going. ...identify the body as Leslie and deser- determine that she was strangled to death before they she was chopped up. Um, and then a few weeks later, Paul and Carla are coming back from their honeymoon, and Carla's parents tell Carla what happened. They're like, oh my god, you know, this young girl was murdered, and they found her body in Lake Gibson, and this never happens here, obviously. It's never happens here since Paul got to town. Hey, Paul, come here. This girl was found. And so Paul it starts freaking out, and he blames Carla for this as well, because he Carla didn't tell him that like the I guess that kind of stuff doesn't happen no the, like I guess the lake the water receded for some reason during this because of the like the don't be mad at Carla the season or something so he was like bla- blaming her for the water receding and her body being found so soon that's why they threw it in the lake to begin with because they thought be that it mad. wasn't going to don't be, be discovered at so soon for not understanding and at the, this is around the time where he starts beating Carla like um physically abusing Ugh. her he might have actually been doing this, uh, like, a while before, but according to the show that I watched, it was around this time. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, I guess, kind of iffy because it's just, you know, based on whatever she says. Because uh, no one else was there. Um, mm. So, yeah, okay. they start beat. he starts physically abusing her, and they lie low for nine months. and Nine months? Yeah. Interestingly enough. They don't That's have, the station period. Uh, well, they lie low for nine months. Um, Is she and pregnant? Then, no. Carla and Paul just, you know, get their rocks off with each other and don't kidnap any small girls. But it's 92 by this point. Uh, probably. And here I am, baby. And then, so, once they realize the investigation with Leslie and Mahaffey hasn't gone anywhere and they haven't gone, the police haven't reached out to Paul and they don't have any, like, clues as to whether he and Carla had anything to do with it, they're like, oh, it's probably safe to, like, do it again. Because, you know, <sighs> why not? Um, Don't learn from your mistakes once. So. Fool me once. Shame on you. This Fool time, me. Paul takes Carla with him to get his next victim. I think he got Leslie by himself. Um, and uses her as, like, kind of, like, a ruse to get, like, younger girls to talk to him. Or, like, she'll go up to someone and, like... Isn't my boyfriend cute? Or whatever. Or, like, um, Carla pretends to be lost as the whole, like, oh, I don't know where I am. Me and my boyfriend were driving around and and we're trying to find whatever this is. And, um, she comes across this young girl, uh, Kristen French. And, uh, she's 15 years old. Mm. And she comes across Kristen French and she asks her for directions. And while she's asking her for directions, she grabs her and pulls her into their car. Yeah. Does she ask for it in French? No. What are the languages? I think it was in English. I don't think this is like the French area of Canada. Sorry. And so when Kristen doesn't come home, the police are contacted and it's all over the news. Um, Hmm. So her parents are devastated. A hotline is created Several witnesses come forward saying that she was talking to, I guess, a couple. Um, well, that's good. In the meantime, the way to get these fuckers. And while all that is going on, the, the couple, Paul and Carla, are torturing Kristen at home and leaving her locked in their closet at night. So, um, <sighs> Locked in their closet. Yeah. And on April 30th, ten days after her disappearance, uh, Kristen is, filled, is found dead in nearby Burlington. Mm. Not the coat factory. Um, oh. Strangled just like Leslie. And this is uh, in May of 1992. Uh, the police create uh, the Green Ribbon Task Force to solve these murders because they're like, what's going on? There's all these what's young happening? women being killed. Imagine you're the police. Uh, and strangled. You'd be like, what's happening? Yeah, yeah. This never happened before. We're a small so Canadian. At, and I guess... Um, a friend of Paul's calls the hotline and, um... A couple of Canucks are up to no good, eh? 
I don't know if this is when a friend of his calls the hotline, but I guess some someone gives the police. So there's a hotline set up. There's a, another well, hotline set up. That's what you want, up. right? You would hope that people care enough about you to set up a hotline. Yeah. So somehow, some way or another, they get Paul's Paul's name is like mentioned in here. Really? Um, I guess. Kara's name. By a friend, his Paul Paul. Carla's name. No, a friend of Paul's calls the the hotline and gives them his name, and Paul is questioned. But do these police know that Paul's already been questioned before? No, because mm. they're different police. So different police. And he's questioned, mm. and he's very calm and cool and connected, and he admits to being questioned about the Toronto rapes. And the police look into it to find out that he was one of three hundred suspects still waiting on DNA results. Oh yeah, because they brought in three hundred suspects. Yeah. So they really muddled so that. That was like still really, going on. That's a botched. They botched that. That DNA sat in, on the shelf for like ever. Well, they botched the case by bringing, you'll bring in 300 suspects. Yeah, uh, and so Paul, take at, the whole at this point, Paul's like, I'm invincible. I can do whatever I want. And they go in the grocery store. Starts like, punishing Carla more. He starts beating her severely. Okay. And leaves her with two black and blue raccoon eyes. So like her, there's a picture of her like just with her eyes just look like completely blacked out. Um, and Carla's mother, who's very concerned about this, it convinces her to leave Paul. Because he gave her home. raccoon eyes. Yeah, not in like a sexy way. He was So he's over there. Not make, like a smoky eye. Like a, so he, like so a, she's over there making googly eyes at him, and he's over there giving her raccoon eyes. Yeah. And so she. And before. Um, Nothing romantic about Before it. Carla moves out. She tries to find these videotapes because they made all these videotapes of all the victims that they have. So, like, they had made one for Tammy, they made one for Wesley, they made one for Kristen, and she can't find any of them. So, I promise right here, right now, I'll never give you a raccoon eyes. Yeah. So, then on January 6, 1993, uh, Niagara police arrest Paul for assault. But they recently released him the next day on his own recognizance. Because they don't have any, like, <sighs> concrete evidence against him. And he's still running. Yeah, three weeks later, the task force then gets a break when the DNA confirms... Um, it is Paul. ...that the Scarborough rapist is Paul. Then the police start surveilling him, and they start following him around so they Good. can get, like, some legit... But is, is Carla with him? ...evidence. No, she's in... She was told she's, by her family. To, yeah, she's living with her mother now, right. uh, and her Stop family. So she, those I think she's separated feel. from Paul now. Yeah. Um, and the police question Carla, obviously, because that's his but wife. She's just as much involved in this as he is. Yeah, and she asks for a lawyer. Oh, she, so she clams up. up. And her lawyer contacts the police, like reaches out to them and try and cuts a deal for Carlos and she says that I'll like testify to, I'll let, against Paul and tell you what happened but I want immunity mm. uh, she's like well if it's thought we killed my sister then no well she doesn't I'll she, talk to them again. she so they question um, but she gets she the immunity? tells the police that she was a victim too and that Paul raped and murdered Leslie and Kristen and that there are tapes to prove it she gets the immunity yes and since Carla was the only witness, police felt they had no choice but to believe her story. So they like felt like this is the only evidence we're gonna get on him. We have to like take it. Well, that's yeah, that's they're believing women, so that's smart. Yeah, um, but in this case, it wasn't a good idea. Oh, cause she's lying. Ah, uh, well, in February, I'll, I'll get to oh, that. In February it. 1993. <laughs> Can anybody be good in this story? I know, never one sucks. Um, <laughs> Paul is arrested for the Scarborough rapes and the two homicides. I'm looking for a good person in the story. They couldn't press charges for the homicides, though, because they only had Carla's testimony to link him directly to the murders. Why can't they press charges? Well, I guess they don't have enough... It's only, like, her word saying that he... It's only her testimony saying that he killed these girls. There's no, like, physical evidence. That's not enough. Yeah, so that's not enough to actually charge Gosh, him with the homicides. But they're charging him with the rapes. Because they have DNA evidence. Good. Um, Can I say good? Yes. And then it's good, yes. And so they search his residence for 71 days and find suspicious items, but nothing concrete, unless 
You count the actual concrete mix. Yeah, unless you count the actual concrete. But that doesn't prove anything. <laughs> concrete mix? Yeah, there was, so con- there was concrete so mix. So you the same concrete that was like that. So I'm a civil engineer. I understand how this works, right? So that's mm, okay, cement, great. basically, right? So you take cement, and then that hardens into concrete. Yes. Okay. That's what happens. You need a coarse or a fine aggregate. And some water. This is not that entertaining. You're this is the part that people could fall asleep to. Uh-uh. Do they want to fall asleep to this? I don't know. That sounds weird. This all sounds terrible. All right. Well, they find no concrete book. mix, and it's the same concrete mix that is used in the um, disposing of Leslie Mahaffey's body. Ironic, obviously. Not ironically. Um, not ironically, obviously. That sto- story checks out. Story checks out, eh? And uh, in May 1993, um, Carla takes police through the house herself and shows them where the girls were kept. And the b- police find DNA in the house for both Leslie and Kristen. Um, mm. Where they? Uh, what kind of DNA they find in the house? I don't know if, but it doesn't say like it didn't say what the type I of. I guess that shit stays anywhere. It could have <laughs> been like it could have been hair or um, probably blood. I'm guessing. Hmm. Um, I'm guessing it was probably blood. The next oh. day, uh, after once they find that evidence, okay. they charge Paul with the homicides. Good. And Carla pleads guilty to two counts of manslaughter and is given a sentence of ten years. But I thought she so she didn't get that immunity she wanted. Well, I guess she didn't get complete immunity, but she did get a lesser sentence than right. him Ten years. for testifying against him. But she's just as culpable as anybody. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then she tells the police what really happened to Tammy, and the sentence is amended to, is amended to 12 years to, like, also... She gets two more years? For Tammy That'll as well. Show. Yeah. And they, everywhere, the police in Canada and everyone in Canada, when they find out about what really happened, um, they call this the deal with the devil because uh, 16 months after Carla's deal, John Rosen takes over as Paul's counsel. Who's John Rosen? He's a lawyer. We're getting to that. He's a Canadian lawyer. Oh, oh a Canadian lawyer. And Paul... Testifies to his, tells his lawyer that he hid the tapes in a light fixture in their house and turns them over to the police. And this is where they find the tapes depicting Paul and Carla playing voyeur. They take various pictures of teenage girls getting undressed from outside windows. The tapes show assault and confinement of Leslie and Kristen Mm. and the sexual assault of Tammy. And um, these were in a lamp? Where were they? The tapes were played at Paul's trial, and the public is outraged when they find out how much Carla was actually involved. A lot. Yeah, she a was doing as much torturing and raping to the girls as as Paul was, Oof, if I'm not more. Me. And Carla says it was all an act, like just to, because she wanted to make Paul happy or whatever, and she was because she was afraid of him. Okay. And Paul admits to the rapes, but actually denies the murders and says that he wanted to let Leslie go. But Carla was the one who insisted they kill her. He also said that he left Kristen and Carla alone, and when he got back, Kristen was dead. Mm. So on September 1st, not 5th, 1st, 1995, um, eight years after his first rape, a jury convicts Paul to the murders of Leslie and Kristen, and he's sentenced to life in prison. Good. And then on 11-23-95, he pleads... Guilty to all the rape charges and manslaughter for Tammy's death. Good. He is considered a dangerous offender and will most likely never be released from jail, from mm. prison. Good. In 2001, Unless... after he exhausts all his appeals, all the videos are destroyed. Okay. And on July 4th, 2005, Carla is reduced, released from prison after serving her full sentence. All right, so she's So she's out. out. She's but she's out, out there. In Canada, um, yep. She's, That's why I'm never going apparently to Canada. Apparently, she um, has a son now. That's why I'm never going to Canada. I don't think it's Paul's son, but she's, like, I guess remarried and has a kid. I don't want to go anywhere near these people. Yeah, this is, like... Where are they in Canada? I don't know exactly, but they the guy... Da- Dalhousie. No, that other 
I think she, she changed her name, so she doesn't go by color of Lechamolka anymore, obviously. Sounds like Canadian scotch. Dal. This is my bottle of Dalhousie. Dalhousie? Dalhousie. Like a dollhouse? A Barbie and Ken dream house? You didn't just make that. You came up with that just now? Yes. Has anybody come up with this? I don't know. That's good. <laughs> well, this is also the guy in... Um, that other show, show that this went, is that guy in that other show. No, the show. My the, mom says that when she's watching. TV. No, she goes, that's that guy in that other show. Stop it! I'm trying to talk. Oh. I just mean like that other show that you want didn't want me to watch on Netflix. Don't f with cats. <sighs> Couldn't I watched half of it? Yeah, he tried to watch it and he was, I tried. it just didn't work out at all. He was I was didn't actually that was also very hard for me to watch. And I was I'm under like a, the bed. A true crime aficionado, and I don't know what it is with animals. When people start torturing animals, I just get I'm like I can't take it. I was Not that I can take bed. people getting right, people so, getting tortured either, but I mean. So we finished. It's worse. So that's the end of that story. Yeah, but um, so the guy it's in over. Don't Fuck with Cats is um he made uh, all these like. He like falsely linked himself to, to Carla Homolka really? in order to get publicity. Why? Oh, to get publicity. You just said it. For himself. I'm not listening. You just said it. Yeah. So that's because like she's in Canada. It's like one of the most like hated people ever. She is. Yeah. Good. But she still lives in Canada? I guess so. Uh, she doesn't go but She's changed her name now, obviously. Oh, uh, she changed her name. Probably. To Barbie. I don't know what her name is now, but she's really people in Canada Barbara. do not like her. Yeah, and no, I don't think they. As far were. as I know, Paul Bernardo is still in jail. So in Canada. Yeah. Couple of Mounties outside his cell. Am I right? I, I just, I'm curious. Do they wear Mountie outfits? They gotta. Like Dudley Do Right. It's a government job. But even like the detectives and stuff. Mm. You don't see I don't a lot know, of Canadian watch... detective shows. No, not here in the States. Maybe in Canada. They got different TV up there. I know, I've watched Degrassi. I've seen SCTV. Well, I, from what I've heard from people that I know in Canada, Canada, apparently they all, like, cast things here. Hmm? Things that are shot in Canada are cast in the United States. Oh. Uh, but it's cheaper to shoot in Canada. It's cheaper, just like Atlanta. Although not anymore. I don't know. Anyway. Anyway, that notification means... It's time for bed. It's time for bed. So that's the first story you made my chest hurt with. Yay! Wasn't this fun? Alright, um... No. Oh, okay. I hated it. Alright, so you don't want to do this again? No, I'll do it again. Hmm. But I hate it. Yeah, I didn't, like, write in jokes stuff i have to um check the closets and the door to make sure there's no girls and in under there. the bed there's no girls in there no to make sure that there's no people coming to get me well i think everyone's in a shelter in place order so if they were here then we probably know about it already Do we have yeah, don't forget we're making me anxious during the virus do, do we have squatters in our Beds. Two dogs. Yeah, it's just dogs. That's about it. Susie. Did you like the story? Did you like the story? I hated it. Sammy. At that, that's a no. I'm taking that Sammy? shake. I'm taking that. Kiss? That vigorous shake is a no. This, it's a puppy. You want to kiss us? A dog is licking my face now. She's like, give me a treat. All right. We'll see you guys later. Okay, bye.